Hey sickos, I'm LJ. And I'm Toe. And this is Say Psycho Right Now. Say Psycho Right Now is a true crime and paranormal podcast. Some content may be considered disturbing or graphic. We don't typically provide trigger warnings due to the nature of the content we discuss. Listener discretion is advised. We are also potty mouths. If you're not put off by that, shout out you. Buckle up and get ready for another episode of Say Psycho. To shop brand merchandise, access our socials, or become a Patreon member with access to early episodes and bonus content, find us on any social media platforms and consult the link tree in our bio, or go to www.patreon.com slash psycho right now. You can also follow us on our socials or wherever you stream your podcasts and leave a five-star review if you're enjoying our content so that we can continue to reach more people. Following us on Patreon enables us to produce more content and enables you to access more content. So we highly recommend checking that out. Now let's get into today's episode. welcome back wow love your energy toto oh thanks lj hey guys this is the season finale of season one god if you we said this in our patreon episode i'll say it again if you made it through our first nine episodes and you're actually still here with that audio quality god love ya God love you and stay tuned for season two, but God, it's the end of an era, you guys. It really is. And I'm so excited for season two. Like, we've got a great little pool of case suggestions that are building up, which, like, I'll say it uh, again. You know, you guys kind of get a little spiel in the beginning, but send case suggestions to now at gmail.com now more than ever because... We are going to take a teeny, teeny little bitty baby hiatus, right? Yes. Just just like TV shows take big hiatus between season, we decided we're, we're going to take one. a little baby one. Not to actually have a break, but because we make no money doing this, we work full time, 
And this will actually enable us to, like, get recorded a little bit ahead so we can keep enjoying it and keep, like, a lot of bonus content for our Patreons and make it, like, super enjoyable for everybody not burn out. So. For sure. So we will be back on Labor Day weekend. Yes. Actually, I guess the, well. It'll be technically Labor Day weekend for our Patreons because they'll get the episode early. But, like, actual Labor Day Monday for the public. Does that make sense? Okay, thank you for saying what I was trying to say, LJ. Great job doing your LJ job. Words are hard. English is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Words are hard, and that's why LJ's our resident word person. So, today... For the season finale, we have an episode. Oh no, you know what? Pause for a second. This was a listener suggestion, and I need to go into our email to find out who that person Ooh, is. Ooh, this is us pausing. Pause, pause, pause. Okay. pause. I forgot to put it in the forgot to put it into the outline because of who I am as a person. That's fine. This one was sent a while ago. Uh, snickerdoodles. And this is just, like, testimony to the fact that, like, submit, like, if you've submitted a listener suggestion or whatever, don't be like, oh my god, I submitted it so long ago, they're never gonna do it. Like, we have so many, and we're just a baby pod, because we'll send stuff to ourselves too, so we have, like, suggestions from you guys, you know, things that we find that we're like, oh my god, you guys are going to love this. And we just kind of, like, work through them at complete random. Like, we just go in there and we're like, oh, we're going to snag up this bad boy. Like, if you submitted it, you know, whatever, a year ago, like, don't say we're not going to do it. We surely might. Like, we're going to one day work through all of these at some point, so... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so today's case was actually sent in by listener Terry Lynn via Facebook. So thank you, Terry Lynn, for sending us this case suggestion. And today we are going to cover the case of Addie Hall and Zach Bowen. Beautiful. Thank you, Terry Lynn. Thank you, Terry. You're a gem. So I, I actually, you know, this case is pretty sick. I enjoyed it. There's it. <laughs> what the fuck? That is not the direction I thought that was going. I'm sorry. That... I thought it was going. Okay. It threw me for a loop de loop. Here, buddy. Maybe I should rephrase that. <laughs> no, just despite this case being pretty like fucked up, it, it's an interesting. It was an interesting one to research, and I enjoyed it. Right. So thank you for sending it in, Terry. Well, um, I'm interested because offhand, like I don't think this is a case i'm familiar with you know i I don't think i'm familiar um, with this one yeah it's i mean it's like i feel like it's it's kind of a famous case but not in like the true crime podcast space if that makes sense Mm, that does make sense yeah not to say there's not coverage on it because there is but like i didn't see a whole lot of coverage from some of like the uh bigger creators Right, that that checks out. So, without further procrastination, I'm going to get into the case here. So, 
Addie Hall was described as a free-spirited, feisty artist who, unfortunately, she had a rough upbringing. She had been sexually abused as a child, and as a result, she was said to have been weary of relationships with men. She was a poet, an artist, and a dancer, and she also worked as a bartender in the French Quarter of New Orleans, where she lived. Unfortunately, Addie did suffer from bipolar disorder, and she was said to be very inconsistent with taking her medication, which is going to play a role in the relationship that's going to become the focal point of this story. Zach Bowen was described as a charismatic and good-looking man, and he had grown up in California and was said to sort of had that laid-back West Coast vibe. Now, Zach had married young to a woman named Lena, who was actually 10 years older than him, and together they had two children. So being young and suddenly having this family to provide for, Zach decided to join the army. Now, Zach did several tours overseas, both pre-9-11 and immediately following 9-11. And it's said that he witnessed things during his time in the military that would change him forever. He was said to have been deeply traumatized by the death of a close friend, as well as the death of a small child that he had befriended, who was subsequently killed alongside his family for interacting with American soldiers. Oh my god. Yeah. Stop. No. I mean, yes. Oh my god. That. But this is like triggering something in me. I have heard about this case, and recently, I just can't pinpoint who I listened to about this. I'm so sorry. Go on. But I just was surprised that that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Now, in addition to that, back at home, his wife had been diagnosed with hepatitis C and was quite ill. So he decided that it was time for him to get out of the army by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. And he did what he had to do up to and including intentionally failing his fitness evaluation to get discharged from the army. Right. And Zach and Zach and Lena, unfortunately, did part ways shortly after he was discharged. It, you know, they were just done. Lena had said that she kind of felt that they had grown apart and mm-hmm. that their marriage had run its course. Right. So that's just a brief backstory on Zach and Addie. We don't have an enormous amount of information on them, you know, prior to the events of this case, but that's what we know. So our story for today starts in the year 2005 in New Orleans. Now, as I'm sure many of us remember, that was a devastating year for New Orleans and its surrounding areas, is this was the year that Hurricane Katrina absolutely devastated that area. Right, yeah. Now, Addie and Zach first met when they were both bartending in the French Quarter, and initially, Addie wasn't exactly thrilled with Zach. Now... Nonetheless, Zach was enamored with Addie and he actively pursued her until eventually the two fell madly in love with each other. Now, they had only been together a few weeks when Katrina hit, but they opted to ride out the massive storm together in Addie's apartment. During the weeks following the storm, Zach and Addie became something of leaders in this like makeshift community of people who chose to ride out this storm, right? Because a lot of people evacuated, but there was, you know, a few people that were like, no, this is, this is our home. We're staying. And they chose to ride it out. And Zach and Addie were 
prominent figures in this group of people. Right. They served alcohol and food to their neighbors, and they were actually photographed and interviewed for several publications nationwide during this time. Mm. As the city began to rise from the destruction and life began to return to somewhat normal, reality started to set in for the young couple. And the honeymoon phase of their relationship was officially over at this point. Right. They returned to their jobs, bills began to pile up, and it became clear also around this time that Addie just wanted Zach all to herself and didn't have a desire to deal with his children or his ex-wife. Now, it was around this time that the couple was said to have begun arguing constantly. The relationship became extremely toxic, and both parties turned to heavy drug and alcohol use to cope with everything that was going on at the time they decided that a fresh start was in order for them and so one day the couple was walking down rampart street and found a for rent sign outside of an apartment located above the famous voodoo temple now i do want to take a moment here to just touch on the voodoo temple i was Um, about to say ma'am i need more information yeah yeah so this is a pretty significant place in new orleans It's located at 826 North Rampart Street, and it's listed on the city's Registry of Historic Places. While the building itself is actually much older, the Voodoo Temple was founded by Priestess Miriam in 1990, alongside her then-husband, Priest Oswan, I'm going to do my best here, Priest Oswan Chamani, and they subsequently moved into the location in 1991. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, people speculated that maybe this voodoo temple has something dark going on inside of it, and that contributed to what we're about to learn took place inside this apartment. Mm -hmm. The reality is, however, that voodoo is, in general, is a kind and healing practice that is very well respected in New Orleans, and there's absolutely no darkness at play here. Mm -hmm. Now, and I'm going to come back to the voodoo temple a little bit later, but getting into the um main events here right so the couple decided that they would move into this apartment however as they're just beginning to move in Addie goes to the landlord and explains that she's caught zach cheating and she requests that the landlord drop the lease in her name only when zach discovers this obviously he's not very happy mm-hmm. now I couldn't find an exact date that they moved into the apartment. However, what we do know is that they were not there very long at all before shit hit the fan. So from what I can make out date wise, this puts us in early October, 2006. One morning, both Addie and Zach fail to show up for work. Now within the subsequent days, Zach does resurface, but Addie is still nowhere to be found. When concerned friends asked Zach about where on earth Addie might be, he simply said that she had left him and gone back to North Carolina. Her friends were a little bit torn here because on one hand, Addie was notorious for being impulsive, but they also knew how much she loved New Orleans and the French Quarter, and they couldn't imagine that she would ever leave. 
On October 17th, 2006, Zach went to the La Riviera rooftop bar, which was located seven stories up above the Omni Royale Hotel. For several hours, he proceeded to sit there by the pool and smoke and down shots of Jameson. He then got up and began to pace around the pool area, and the bartender watched nervously, thinking he was about to walk out without paying his massive bar tab. If only that was all he was about to do. Zach that then disappeared. Not great. No, it's Sorry. not great. So Zach then disappeared out of sight, proceeded to walk over to the roof railing and jump over the side. He landed five stories down on top of the hotel's parking garage and was killed instantly. Oh my God. Yeah. Now, obviously police were called and the authorities were not surprised to have received a suicide call that evening. This was post-Katrina New Orleans, and sadly, mm-hmm. suicide had become increasingly common in this struggling city. Yeah, but like, so many people, I mean, like, they lost everything. So like, many people homes, lost everything. Their loved ones. I mean, I'm from Pensacola, and, like, at the time, I wasn't living in Pensacola. I was living in South Florida, but I grew up in Pensacola. I lived there most of my adult life, and... Like, I've heard from so many people. We have so many people in Pensacola who came to Pensacola from Louisiana, you know? And you hear about, like, they're literally, like, the way that things happened with, like, the city infrastructure there and stuff, too. Like, bodies literally would, like, come up afloat from the cemetery and stuff because everything was so, like, nothing like this was even like this level of devastation was even conceivable to the people of New Orleans. It was just unprecedented devastation. So awful. Yeah. So unfortunately suicide calls had become kind of par for the course for, you know, the, the authorities in the city. However, what they found when they arrived at the scene was beyond their wildest imagination. The police and staff from the coroner's office arrived on scene to find Zach's body lying on the roof of the parking garage facing up and considering the fall, surprisingly, not very mangled. Um, A staff member reached into Zach's front pocket and found a Ziploc bag containing his army dog tags and a note that shocked the investigators to their core. The note was addressed to police only and it read as follows. This is not accidental. I had to take my own life to pay for the one that I took. If you send a patrol car to 826 North Rampart, you will find the dismembered corpse of my girlfriend Addie in the oven, on the stove, and in the fridge, and a full signed confession from myself. The keys in my right front pocket are for the gates. Call Leo Watermeyer to let you in. Signed, Zach Bowen. Oh my god, I have a question. Question, please. Hand is raised. Yeah. Was Zach cannibalizing? So it's it's kind of Catherine Catherine Knight vibes, whereas uh-huh. we're gonna find that there wasn't actually signs of cannibalism, but okay. it, it looked as if 
that that had been the intention and it never actually occurred okay yeah great thanks yeah so which is actually what i'm about to get into right now so authorities did as instructed and they proceeded to the residence now upon arrival in the apartment the scene they encountered was nothing short of horrific the apartment was cold the air conditioning had been set to 60 degrees there were deeply disturbing messages spray painted on the wall that said things like i'm a total failure and i love her and lastly there was a particularly chilling message that read look in the oven with an arrow pointing to the oven door Mm. on the stove in a pot they found a human head burnt beyond recognition along with hands and feet in another pot they found Addie's arms and legs in a large roasting pan in the oven, also severely burnt. Her torso would be found inside the refrigerator in a large plastic bag. And investigators noted that there appeared to be seasoning on the limbs as uh, well. Sorry, <laughs> that was involuntary. Oh, God, I hated that. Go on. As well as cut up potatoes and carrots next to the stove. However, autopsy results would go on to reveal that no signs of any cannibalism had actually occurred. God. Why did people always be cutting up carrots and bodies together? I don't know, honestly. Okay. Why is it always the carrots and potatoes? (laughs) No! Like, I don't know. He really, I don't, he took one out of Catherine Knight's playbook, that's for sure. Um, really do be the starches. Really do be the starches. Police also located Addie's journal with an entry having been added by Zach after the murder that read as follows. Today is Monday, October 16th, 2 a.m. I killed her at 1 a.m. Thursday, October 5th. I very calmly strangled her. It was very quick. Halfway through the task, I stopped and thought about what I was doing. The decision to halt the first idea and move to plan B, the crime scene you are now in, came after a while. I scared myself not by the action of calmly strangling the woman I've loved for one and a half years and then desecrating her body, but by my entire lack of remorse. I've known for forever how horrible of a person I am, ask anyone, and decided to quit my jobs and spend the 1500 cash I had being happy until I killed myself. So that's what I did. Good food, good drugs, good strippers, good friends, and any loose ends I may have had. I didn't contact any of my family, so that'll explain the shock. And I had a fantastic time living out my days. It's just about time now. I hate him yeah so that's about the story obviously there's no charges to be filed there's pretty much just a there's really not a whole lot of investigating to be done it's just a crime scene to clean up at this point now the voodoo temple remained at this location until 2016 when the building sustained significant damage in a fire Tenants of the apartment following the gruesome murder describe multiple instances of paranormal activity over the years. And the temple relocated to 1428 North Rampart Street, where it still resides to this day. Now, today... Sorry, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, I know you love paranormal activity. I do. Love me some, no, so hate to haunt it. I was like, what? <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, God. We only did one episode on that, and that's because it was a plane. But In the whole season. And honestly, probably in the whole history of the podcast, I'm not going to lie. The temple... Oh, sorry. Did I say that? The temple relocated to 1428 North Rampart Street, where it still resides to this day. Now, today, <laughs> 826 North Rampart Street is home to Bloody Mary's Tours, Haunted Museum, and Voodoo Shop. And you can tour the apartment. Oh, can we go? Okay. So, I mean, maybe... I, I don't know. Here's the thing. A lot of people take issue with this because we have to keep in mind here that this happened in 2006. So the people that knew and loved Zach and Addie are still alive. And st- many Wait, still- are you saying that you tore the house where she was murdered or you yeah. tore the voodoo no, place? The whole place. The whole place. But yes, the apartment is part of the options that are available for touring. Oh, yeah, I don't love that. Yeah. I wasn't understanding that. I thought that they just do like a general ghost tour. I missed the part where you're like actually touring where she was murdered. That just feels wrong. I like historical sites, you know what I mean? Like when we did Gettysburg and it's yeah. like 200 years ago or whatever, like get it you know but stuff that it's like you know 2000 i don't know that just feels tasteless yeah and that's kind of the issue that a lot of people take with it this this case really really rocked the community they you know like we said they were well-known and well-liked people and with this only taking place in 2006 many of their loved ones are still alive probably still living in the area And they have to drive by this place that has now been turned into... Like a tourist attraction. That's Yeah. Yeah. So, as much as I love a spooky, spooky tour, which LJ and I do love, I'm I'm a little torn on this one. I don't know. Maybe maybe leave your thoughts in the comments. See what you think. Um, Yeah. I feel like there are, in general, when you go to, like older cities in the u.s i don't know Mm -hmm. about internationally but you know as somebody who's like traveled on like crazy white people rv trips across the country doing ghost tours and stuff like no we don't say that no what what oh i was just laughing at you Oh, I thought you said, eh, like, we don't say white people. And I'm like, but I am a white person. That's definitely no, like a white say, person thing to do. We say white people. It's fine. Okay. I was like, but I'm what? Okay. But yeah, like, as somebody who's gone on these types of excursions before, um, I feel like most, like, major, like, older cities in the U.S. have not just, like, one ghost tour, right? Like, they have, yeah. like, several different ghost tour providers, so I feel like my personal opinion would be like if I were going to the area and researching ghost tours and looking between them, I would favor one with historical sites over one yeah. that like 
goes to like a recent murder victims like place of murder does that make sense it's just yeah i feel like on the ethics of it personally right yeah and i mean there's lots of wonderful things to see and do in new orleans yeah they have a great aquarium lots of history in the city really good beignets yeah maybe just not this particular spooky attraction like if you go at the Um, right times you can hear like amazing street musicians and stuff like yeah you know there's just like a lot going on there lots of great things in new orleans i don't know i mean if you have no moral compass maybe this is the attraction for you but (laughs) she says drop a comment let us know maybe i'm too yeah are we too harsh i don't know but you know what? Towards the end of season one, I'm just becoming increasingly feral. Um, like my fucks I have left to give and my fuck piggy bank are running out. Yeah, because you guys got to understand, we, you know, we research absolute fucking lunatics all day long. And it's just like oh you get God. to this point. It's like, could everybody just stop fucking killing each other for five minutes? Are you guys good out there? No. Honestly, like, we can't keep up. So, you know, I don't know. Like, have have a great summer break. Stop fucking killing each other. Maybe that's what we should sign off our season finale with. Yeah, beautiful. I think that sums it up. Yeah. Have Have a great great summer break, everybody. Stop killing each other. Great. Love you so much. See you for season two. Bye. Bye. You didn't say it. Okay. Okay, great. Bye. Oh no! Did we perform a fuckeroni?